Hi, listeners. Welcome to the She Speaks Life podcast, a weekly encouragement where we share our God stories. I'm your host, Jamie Elizabeth, and I am so glad you are spending time with us today to listen. Hi, my friends. Welcome to today's podcast featuring my guest, Beth Duall. Hi, Beth. Thank you for coming on here. Hi, Jamie Elizabeth. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, it is my pleasure. So Beth has a great God story to share with us about allowing the Lord to renovate our hearts. She even co-authored a book with her good friend, Rhonda Ray, called Fixer Upper, Reclaim Your Happy Space. And it's all about living a Jesus-empowered life. So, Beth, let's hear more about who you are and how this book came about. Okay, sounds awesome. I'm a mom of three, almost adulting children, and I've been married for 33 years. My husband and I just got back from an anniversary trip, and it was wonderful. He was my high school sweetheart, mm. and he can still put up with me. So praise God, praise hands all around. <laughs> so <Yeah>. the um, <laughs> the fixer uppers, right? <laughs> yes, he is a keeper, and his patience, his patience is like Job. Mm. So you mentioned Rhonda Ray. Yes, she and I are friends and co-authors, and this is our third book that we'll be launching here on June 28th. But the first two were also fixer uppers. This will be our third book together, and they've all kind of been wrapped with the same bow from Ephesians 2.10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. So it's just that reminder that God works, God prepares, and we walk. We don't have to run and huff and hurt. We don't have to be worn, torn, and tired. So that's kind of the basis of our books. And a little bit about me is 33 years ago when my husband and I were first married, we bought a fixer-upper and kind of the joke was that we bought a fixer-upper and he married a fix-her-upper, both of us high maintenance with a lot, a lot of work. <laughs> and I would tease him constantly about that. <laughs> so that's kind of where the whole fixer-upper fun began. <laughs> so that was kind of the title that was already born, you know, as a joke. Believe it or not, you know, I'm thankful when I make it through a day without breaking myself because Fixer Upper is like reality TV with me every single day. <laughs> yeah. And probably little did you know that 33 years later, it would be a title of a book. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. See, we were pre Fixer Upper. <laughs> So, yeah, <laughs> but it makes perfect sense that God would pair Rhonda, Rhonda Ray, and I together to write. Besides the fact that we're both confessed fixer uppers, God knew the type of friend and an extreme work of progress that I was, <laughs> and who I would need to help me. So again, He prepared all these good works mm -hmm. in advance. Actually, Rhonda and I met ten years ago, and the relationship started with an email that I'd sent her a question about a query letter. And if any of you are writers out there, you'll know what that is. And at the time, I had no idea. And Rhonda emailed me back. And then years later, I said, you know, you had no idea that I could have been a crazy stalker. And she goes, well, I knew you weren't a stalker. And I said, what about crazy? And then nothing but silence. <laughs> <laughs> She's figured that out now. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh, well, where is your life experience? Where did that start for you when you said, oh, I'm a fixer upper? Is there any experiences you'd like to share with us with that? Sure, sure. I'm the type of person that kind of wears my emotions on my sleeve. And if you get me revved up and talking about being an empty nester, I might even have to like hug you and pack you a sack lunch and then slick your colic down. And if there's any other empty nesters out there, <laughs> hello. But mommy fix itness just kind of oozes out of me. And that's kind of been a theme throughout my life. In fact, I've always felt like I was a do-it-yourself type. And I had an independent nature growing up. You know, if there was something that I saw potential in, I was going to try it, I was going to do it. And, you know, do it yourself first, they just feel like they have to fix it. One day, my mom became ill, and I couldn't fix it. I was, I was young, she was sick for two years, and she died when I was 20. Mm -hmm. And so as a DIYer, you know, it kind of feeds the illusion that we can handle life all by our independent selves, that we can fix our spirits, that we can control things, that we can make over our world until it's right again. And I even remember telling my husband, then boyfriend, um, when my mom was sick that, well, you know, when I'm 30, I'll get religion and go to church. I felt like God was something or someone that you just go to Walmart and you pick him off the shelf, you know, that type of thing. But, you know, the master designer, he has something totally different in mind for us. The uh, verse in Jeremiah 5.23, it describes who I was. Mm -hmm. And it says, but these people have stubborn and rebellious hearts. They have turned aside and gone away. And my independent, I can do it all by myself attitude kept me from the vital fact that I need God and I needed his big grace in my life. And so when my mom got sick, the day she died, mm. I, there was a Bible laying beside the table. And if any of you have ever picked up a Gideon Bible in a hospital and looked at it, I knew there was something in there that I, I wanted to know more about. And I picked it up to read Psalm 23 to her because the doctors had said she was dying. And I read it and I got to this verse where it says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. I had spent so many days staring at my mom's, you know, white hospital sheets that God knew I craved something green, something less septic, something restored and new. And mm -hmm. it just hit me that if I died that day, would I have those green pastures? And I knew that I wouldn't. So right there beside my mom, um, even though she was in a coma, I prayed and asked God to take control of my life and asked Jesus to just take it all to renovate me and change me. So that's kind of my testimony there. Awesome. And you know what? It's amazing over the years, then as a Christian, I was, you know, hungry for the word. You know how when you're, you're a baby believer and you're just hungry, hungry. And, mm. and even many years later, I was still, you know, I was attending Bible studies, conferences. I had my consistent time with God, with the Lord. I had my quiet time. Yet I was still, I felt spiritually exhausted and spiritual exhaustion can attack us at the core. I mean, when we, we don't even realize it's happening, it, it dulls our hope and it makes us kind of sleepy to the sense of God working in our life. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, 
Mm-hmm. But, you know, you just get kind of lulled into a, yeah. a stupor. Yeah. And the reality is we're all juggling busy schedules, you know, facing that stress and dealing with desperate hurts, picking French fries out of our hair at the end of the day. And maybe that's just me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, yeah. <laughs> when the kids, no. I mean, my kids always tell me I've got something always on my face, you yeah. know, like my food doesn't quite make it all the way in my mouth. Yeah. And so I leave behind crumbs on my yeah. cheeks and my chin. So. It takes so much energy <laughs> to get it there, right? So it just drops where it wants to. <laughs> when the kids were young, exactly. um, Jerry and I would sleep through our tooth fairy shifts, you know, and we were like, you missed your tooth again. And, and he'd say, no, I had the molar. And, and then I'd say, no, you had the front tooth. I had the molar. It was your turn to stay. <laughs> you know, we'd fight over that. Too many, <laughs> too many teeth and too many choices for Goldilocks. That's for sure. So just too much. But um, even though these are all good things, yeah. you know, like Bible studies and our ministry and our family, uh, we can still feel worn out kind of like a fixer up or all wrong. Mm-hmm. And God knows me best. Mm-hmm. God knows that even though I couldn't be at all or fix it all, that I would continue to try anyways. And that's when I started to pray and ask God, please restore me in these areas. Help me to feel refreshed in you. Renew my mind through your word. You know, I'd ask him for these specific things. And And these are some of the parts of the books that we do. They they speak of being renovated and renewed and revived and refreshed and reclaimed. And that brings us to our our latest book. And that's Fix Her Up or Reclaim Your Happy Space. Because we saw it as a felt need. You know, joy is something that just can be sucked right out of us. (laughs) Mm -hmm. By the end of the the day, you know, our to-dos can be so long. Yeah. But to find joy in Christ is to discover the tangible touch of God. Mm -hmm. I love when you touched on you were doing all these things, Bible studies and conferences differences. And sometimes, yeah, that looks good, but is our heart in it? Or are we just doing it robotically? Or, you know, doing it because, yeah, it's good for us to do, but are we really retaining and having that personal time with him? And that personal time has to do with rest. And we got to rest in order to hear him talk to us. So I just love it that you were talking about all the stuff you were doing, but still not really feeling it, feeling his presence. Right, right. And I, and I think, you know, especially being a mom, Mm -hmm. wow, you know, I, I, if you're one of those moms that, you know, your child chooses to have a tantrum in the grocery aisle where there's all kinds of, you know, candy and stuff and you're digging through your purse and you find a sucker and you lick the lint fuzz off of it because that's what moms do. They lick lint fuzz and they like it. (laughs) But, you know, all these things are, are exhausting. And I have so much empathy and compassion for that person. And I am that person. And I saw that my joy was just, it was just being depleted. And I wanted my joy back. And I was willing to fight to have it. I wanted my happy back. And I wanted to get it back from my busy DIY to-do list. Mm -hmm. I wanted to hug a day for all it's worth. 
and just find the joy in the ordinary because sometimes that's the greatest joy. Just That's just the type of joy we can find in God. In fact, in God's eyes, joy is worth everything. He tells us in Psalm 51, 12, I believe it is, that restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. I love, love this verse. It means to cause the joy of salvation to return. It's easy to allow happiness to be taken from us by the type of day we're having or a loss that we're experiencing, a grief. Hey, for me, it can be the amount of whipped cream that I didn't get in my latte. You know, these things, they affect my happiness and they, I allow them to affect my joy. (laughs) So, and God provides that soul reno. Yeah, it's all about keeping that eternal perspective, the godly perspective on life. And then I also love that you said in your book that joy is a supernatural superpower. Yes. And when I was reading it, you're pretty much saying, you know, yes, joy is already in us. We just need to tap into it. And so often we forget, like we have to try to find it or choose it. You often hear choose joy, but we just need to remember, you know, joy, it's a fruit of the spirit. It's in us as believers. It's alive in us. And we just need to remember, oh yeah, I just need to tap into that. And it's all about what's eternal is what's going to give us our joy Jesus' presence, not our circumstances, obviously. Exactly. So I love that you called it supernatural superpower. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> so it, it is. And and we're yeah. we're basically warriors of joy. I mean, because we have the Holy Spirit in us to give us that, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that so often we believe the lie we sometimes tell ourselves that our happiness depends on us. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of pressure right there. Rhonda and I We reiterate in the books, especially this Mm -hmm. latest one, Fixer Up or Reclaim Your Happy Space, the truth about joy. And it's not about our drive or or our determination or how much happy is in us. I mean, last week while I was out at lunch, I stuttered and stammered about whether I'd be happier with a salad or a sandwich. (laughs) And then then having exhausted myself, I went home and took a nap. (laughs) So so my joy can be so easily, you know, just taken from me. But Jesus's joy is fierce and it's durable and it's there for the taking. Sometimes we just don't take it. Yeah, yeah. What he offers. And I'm speaking, you know, to myself here as well. That's what sets us apart too, because people can see, oh gosh, you know, your circumstance, you're going through this, you're going through that. And how are you still having joy? And I just know that that's what makes us set apart. And that's part of God's light shining on others to just know, hey, we're not controlled by our circumstances or controlled by our feelings, reactions. It's all about how we're responding to our circumstance. Right. You know, we can have our happy back no matter what. You know, I I love Isaiah where we're reminded that it says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? You know, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I think that's Mm. Isaiah 43, 19. But I mean, talk about wilderness and streams. This is God's glorious creation. We are God's glorious creation. And not only can God see the potential in us, but he makes a new thing 
from nothing. I mean, he throws down water through the middle of our wasteland, whatever that wasteland might be for you right now. Um, there was a time several years ago when our 14-year-old daughter was diagnosed with a brain tumor. Mm -hmm. And that was a mommy wasteland for me. You know, one day she's out running and she was on the cross-country team, mm -hmm. didn't seem fine. And the next day the doctor is saying, you know, we believe she has a brain tumor. And I, I honestly thought God had made a mistake. And that was what I kept telling him, Lord, there's a mistake here because <laughs> this is just not, mm -hmm. uh, doesn't seem feasible. And it was pretty scary. In fact, my husband's mo mother died at 36 from a brain tumor. So to hear that word, that diagnosis was devastating. And the second day, I believe the second day that Brittany was in the hospital, we got a call from Jerry's boss and he said, hey, Jerry, I didn't know that Brittany was in the hospital. And, and Jerry's like, well, I hadn't called in yet to, you know, tell anyone. And, and he goes, well, how we found out was we were visiting someone at Akron Children's Hospital and our daughter, who was young at the time, I think just eight or nine, on the bottom of her shoe was a sticker stuck that had Brittany's name on it and said, visitor for Brittany Duell. And he said, so I knew she was there. And that told me that God does not make mistakes. He wanted me to know that this was according to his plan and his plan is good. To give you the end of a very long story, Brittany is a nurse today. Mm -hmm. She still struggles, you know, with her illness, but every day she gets up, she has great days and mm. God has done a miracle in her life. And we're just so thankful But that wasteland, he made it new. You know, he helped us find the joy in just the tiny things. And we just are here to scream from the mountaintops <laughs> how wonderful God is, you know, and, and would I be screaming like that if it would have went the other way? I don't know. Sometimes I've had people even ask me that, you know, that have lost children. All I can say is I know God's good yeah. no matter what. And I know his good is an eternal good and his joy is eternal as well. So his joy is, is going to triumph. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Well, praise God that your daughter is well and, and is doing good and is a nurse of all things, right? Working in the hospital. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. And we're talking about a girl that would pass out at the sight of needles. So see, that's a God thing right there. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and you know, God has used all these things to help me search out and seek out his joy, you know, finding joy, yeah. making space, making space for his happy in the middle of my busy when I forget. So I want my joy back. <laughs> yeah. I want my happy back. And I don't intend to let the enemy steal it. Sometimes he likes to try, but yes. he's not very innovative anyways. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love all your words of wisdom. And I know this is going to encourage a lot of listeners and you know, joy is a, a big deal in life and how do we obtain it? And it's through only Jesus Christ. So I just want to say thank you for coming on here and yes. can't wait. Your book is going to be released on June 28th and 
It's called Fixer Upper Reclaim Your Happy Space. So, yeah. Yes, exactly. And we can't wait. We have a happy launch team working very hard to share the news. And we would love, love, love it if you would pray for us. And we know God's the platform that we catapult all our things from. Mm -hmm. So we're asking his grace and mercy in this. So it's been wonderful. And Jamie and Elizabeth, it's been great to get to know you a little bit and to be a guest on your show. Thank you for having Rhonda and I on. Yes, my pleasure. It was an honor. Thank you for coming on here. Thank you. In Beth's story, she shares about how surrendering to God instead of trying to control everything can help us to find joy in the ordinary. Ask yourself, what are some areas that I am trying to control that are robbing my joy? I encourage you to write about those areas in your journal and ask God to take over and allow Him to give you joy in the ordinary in your every day. Thank you so much for listening today. I trust that God has encouraged you through this message. For more information on this ministry and to access free downloads, please visit my website at jamieelizabeth.com and sign up. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook at jamieelizabethshespeakslife. That's J-A-Y-M-E, Elizabeth, She Speaks Life. Until next time, my friends, I pray God reveals himself through your own life story.